Drop. Uh, hello. Oh, hey, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know how to start. Nope. Did I? I forgot. Uh, hello. Uh, welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast by four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm not Derek. I'm Zach. Whoa, I'm Matt coming to you live from the BR. That's the bedroom. And I am also not Derek. I am Isai. Uh, where yeah. is Derek? Uh, he's, I, I mean, I don't know. Derek, where'd you go? No, not parts here. Parts unknown. Yeah, he had he had a work uh, work trip to parts unknown, and unfortunately, unfortunately, because obviously no one's flying right now, he had to go on foot. Yeah, or did he go to parts known? Well, I think he's currently in parts known, but destination parts unknown. Ah. Parts unknown. Yeah, ah, I, I want to be built from parts good. known. Yeah. <laughs> from a known location, from two coordinates. Ooh, I would if I was uh, in AEW because they'll just give ridiculous entrances to everybody. I would give like a like a coordinates like that, like my longitude and latitude. Yeah, For, yeah from X two point three seven seven zero zero four two three two and Y thirty seven. I don't know how. I mean, a fun one works. being from Idaho is you can say from just south of the forty fifth parallel. That is true. That Fuck, is that true. is true. Whenever you go to like Portland, there, there it is. Yeah. Telling you, hey, I'm here. It sounds like way more mysterious than it is because it's actually very precise, but sounds mysterious. It I, does. I, yeah, every time, I, pa- every time I'm pa- I pass it, I'm like, that sounds so much cooler than it is. But I still just live in how cool it sounds. There. Well, anyways, you're listening to us on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Uh, go to ease-drop.com or jizz.biz if you're nasty. I got all the other shows there. Yeah. Like, do you just have to be nasty? I mean, j- just jizz.biz after it's just, but you have to go after sunset. Yeah. If, if you go during, kids you go, have to be in bed. Yeah. If you go during the daytime, uh, it's a whole different site. I, I can't guarantee what you're going to see there. Yeah. I can guarantee it, man. We got the after hours shift. I mean, Brett is a dad. So, yep, yep, yeah, good Dude. old, good old bread, good old bread, fat Osteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, dad. Um, yeah, but listen to shows like We Do Keanu. I was on it recently, and we'll be on it again kind of soon. Uh, oh, hell, yeah. what what's the other movie you're gonna do? I I, I managed to reserve myself John Wick too. Oh hell yeah, dude! My favorite. Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Katie and I just watched a movie yesterday, a Keanu movie, but I don't know about it. It was all, it was fun. It was that movie Destination Wedding. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yet. With Winona Ryder. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Anyway, listen to more Keanu content elsewhere on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Because that's not what we talk about. That's not what we talk about. Yeah, it'd be sick about- though if Keanu showed up. Fuck. Okay. That'd I wish be that, real random. I wish that crossover existed. I mean, they show like the Matrix and stuff a bunch on TNT. So that's true. Quit just off the top of your head, Keanu Dream Match. I know exactly who mine would be, even though he's a shithead. Dexter Loomis. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Matt, what's yours? Fuck. Uh, off the top of my head, ah, ah, Keanu Reeves versus Tajiri. Low key. <laughs> Low key. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
The other one I thought of was Carrion Cross. Oh my god, why? You want Keanu to be, be dead? Character. Promo stuff. Oh. Oh yeah, the build up. I'm thinking I'm thinking whole feud here. Dang, I wasn't even thinking mm. of the build up. That's a good point. John Cena. <laughs> okay. Just Keanu and and Trinity versus Carrion and Scarlet. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Would watch that. Who can wear the most leather? Well, Michael. Who Michael can wear Cole the most? Jack leather? Swagger's Eagle versus Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> it would actually be who can wear the most least leather. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Um, it absolutely does. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, it's weird not having Derek here. Um. Oh man, this is, I'm not yeah. used to controlling like anything. Like I'm, I'm usually the derailer, Matt. Yeah. But you are too. Yeah, I know, huh? But here's the thing, too. I feel like we're in such a a sweet little era of wrestling where we don't need to be near the rails. No, because wrestling is that. Not the world is that. It's not, dude. Nothing is on the rails. Nothing. I'm in bed, dude. <laughs> You're, well, does your rails. bed have rails? <laughs> Ooh. Just took them off, actually, and I uh ready to fall off every evening. Not even don't you're off the rails even in bed. Yeah, of course. Which is a bunk bed. <laughs> Dude. Just Katie and I just have fucking big ass bunk you what I would love to see, now that I'm thinking about it, is a fucking bunk bed, but both beds are king size beds. It'll just take up so much room. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, you'd have to have a fucking a uh, ridiculous amount of extra space. I mean, it take up as much room as just a normal king size bed would. That's just true. You gotta, have, you gotta have high ceilings Vertical, for sure. Vertical room, and then I feel like you'd have to be like really sturdy. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> just a couple two by fours. I'll make one, dude. I'll make one. Okay. I got some extra particle board. Did I absolutely do? I didn't turn it into some sun. Oh no, dude. I, my mom's got fucking bamboo flooring in the garage. What? And my mom's got bamboo flooring left over from when they redid their fucking kitchen. I'll make, bunk, right. I'll, make, I'll make a bunk bed out of that, dude. I thought you were Do just it. saying her the garage like had bamboo floors. I was just like, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the true. fucking worst idea I've ever heard. No, dude. I've dude. heard some bad ideas, and that's like up there. Because no, like you guys don't live at a level of class that my mother does. I mean, she's just going to get pandas coming in there trying to eat her floors. True. That's true. That is very fair. But Zach, that's all a part of the plan. Fair so enough. we've been uh, we were off last week. We yeah. yeah yeah. So not only are we missing our our good old Captain Derek, but we also have so much to cover. Yeah. Um, you, you guys, guys want to like, get into extreme rules from like yeah. two fucking weeks ago? I can't believe we haven't talked about. It. Of course I do. I, I, I do, but before just whenever people call Oster Derek, it always like the name Derek just kind of makes me like, oh yeah, that's his name every <laughs> single time. <laughs> But then I also think of the Disney show Life with Derek. Oh, I remember Life with Derek. Yeah, it was like, and like his like arch nemesis was his stepsister. But like it also seemed like they wanted to, like fucking, and it was weird. I know, dude. How about going back and watching any of those old shows where it's just like, yeah, it feels like there's like I don't know, yeah, like why do they make these characters like have a weird sexual tension between them? They do it too often. And- I think, yeah, tra- well, I think it's a fucking conspiracy, and they do think it comes from the top. I saw like a meme of it of, like, uh, like a month or so ago, and now every time I hear Derek, I think of like and I turn my <laughs> back. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. And that is also so Raven. Dude, it is so Raven. That's and that's also Corey in the house. 
right, so about extreme rules. Uh, yeah. So, um, sorry, I just had the card pulled up. Where did it go? And even even Bleacher Report doesn't want want me to talk yeah. about this. And this we do it. We have to make. I know, right? This is this episode. I mean, this, this whole time we're just on a fucking we're just on a bunch of goddamn bamboo floorboards. You know what I mean? Just fucking floating on the ocean. Mm-hmm. We're a ship without a captain. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going on very little sleep last night, and I woke up uh, to a call from my doctor's office reminding me of an appointment today that I had forgotten about. So that's the worst. And then went straight to work, and then came home and started this. So we'll it's we'll see a... we'll see where this goes today. Um, yeah. first match, uh, Kevin Owens beat Murphy. Let's take that, Murphy. That's the pre-show. Yeah, yeah I watched it. A solid match. Yeah, I mean, it was a. It's like, it's forgettably solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A perfect way to put it. It's like a, like oh, that was good, but like had no bearing on anything. Now, um, uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke beat the New Day. That was actually really fun. That, that was, was fun as shit. It was yeah. one match. I'm stoked to see Cesaro and Shinsuke as tag team champs. Yeah, and they also didn't like pull any bullshit for a finish, which they can in table matches and usually do. Mm-hmm. Like very famously when the big, big show. show Yeah, when he stepped down and broke a table, they said <laughs> it doesn't count if you accidentally go through it. So I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. And then t- Oh, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I was gonna say and then they put him like they put Kofi through two tables. Very definitive power bomb through two of them, like to the floor. It's like, oh, that was a fucking exclamation point on this. I'm like, perfect. Like, this is weird. Like, why is this good? I was expecting nothing out of that show. It's, yeah, it's like, put two good teams in and they, like, made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. Yeah, the chicken shit that is all tables matches. I know. I am such a, I am such a sucker. I love when they stack tables. I love when tables get stacked upon tables and people go through them. Tables matches are, like, think about it, the ultimate way to, like, Give the shittiest win to someone that you want to win something, but not really. You know, like that was yeah. the famous one, his first championship. Yep. And yeah. it was also the way Alexa Bliss won her first championship. It ain't right. Like, ain't it's, right. it's because, like, it's such a not definitive win. But, it's a coward's yeah. way out of booking it. Also, it ended up being a good way to write Kofi off. So, yeah, but yeah, like, huh? he's still there on the show, but like not wrestling. So it's cool. Uh, uh, Bailey beat Nikki Cross. Um, I think the reason I feel like I've done this is I we did a good match show to talk about this. So I'm like, I felt like I've talked about this, but no. Um, now you're doing a good said, match show because we're uh, here. Hi. As I said, there. Um, in a bubble, this match is good. This is well wrestled, but then you get the finish in there. Then you get all the implications. You're like, oh no, it's so like overbooked and convoluted. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that is the uh, fucking theme of the night, dude. Overbooked and convoluted. That's the WWE documentary. Yeah. Oh my god. Last, yeah. That that'd be such a good like title for an unlicensed like documentary. <laughs> the unofficial. <laughs> Fuck yeah! That's what I'm gonna do. And also just about all storylines involving Bailey and Sasha right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it kind of even, I don't even mind it that much. 
Like, I think it's working for them, like their characters. They, right. They are doing a good job of, as you had stated, making chicken salad out of some chicken shit. Right. Yeah. Cause even like the stuff, the, I don't know. The, yeah. The stuff is only exciting because of the people involved. Like the things with Asuka and of course Kyrie Sane, who, uh, fond farewell back to, <coughs> and, um, Bon voyage. Yeah. So even if like the content of it is just kind of like not the most exciting, just I'm, I'm grateful and happy that they're all, uh, just there and we get to, we get to watch. You know what I mean? Gratitude. Gratitude. Attitude. Gratitude. Oh, yeah! Um, MVP beat Apollo Crews, and I don't even remember how this happened. Because Apollo Crews didn't even show up because he got injured backstage, and then he was, uh, and the MVP right. was like, well, guess it's my new title now. Yeah, they... And he took I don't the brand new title. vacuum, like, uh, like, stealing a title except that there's it's happening twice yeah i know i know i this specifically and i know i don't want i don't mean to jump around too much but what we're getting with hurt business which i actually also think is a fun faction name uh and shelton benjamin grabbing the fucking 24 7 title yo first singles win since 2006 i am a fan of hurt business i'm a fan of hurt business and i'm okay with MVP having that new U.S. championship around his waist. I like it because then you can have like the unification match. Yeah, um, Apollo can always come back and be like, once no, no, he dude. reappears from his "quote unquote" injury. Yeah, oh. is is poor injury, which is definitely I think a positive uh, COVID test. Dude, that's that's what I think. That's every, so bad that yeah. it's Apollo, especially. Like, it's like right when he's has, getting a push to yeah. like everything, but like, he is still technically champion. I mean, yeah, right. And that, I mean, pretty interesting how they do it. Like, done interesting stuff like that before. Like, I mean, the original ladder match was Sean, Sean and Razor. Yeah, two IC titles. They were cold, cold as hell. I <laughs> get it. They were icy. Icy. <laughs> um. Next match, um, <laughs> Seth Rollins um, maimed Rey Mysterio. And then barfed. And then barfed. And then barfed on TV. <laughs> Apparently ate a few tablespoons of oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's it. <laughs> I, I kind of... That's all I can eat on my CrossFit diet today, bro. <laughs> yes. I'm cutting. I'm cutting. People trying to look lean for TV, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's probably not inaccurate. Um, the, the, they wrestled the match like really well. I liked the eye spot as far as because it makes the, sense for the match, and they're trying to be creative. And they're when's both it gonna happen? Good. Yeah, the horror yeah, and show. And if it would have just been an extreme rules match, and they were focusing on the eyes just because the storyline about it, it would have been so much better. And you mm-hmm. could have even done a goofy ass finish like that, and it still would have been better. Because, then, yeah, and it would have like come out of left field, and it could have been like that's why Seth kind of breaks characters. Like, oh no, like he went too far. Like, oh shit, what? Happened? Oh no, now I'm gonna lose my lunch. Yeah, yeah. there goes a yeah. tablespoon of fucking oatmeal on the ground. I wish that he'd had like the like SNL like hose, um, 
like up his sleeve and like just barfing out of the like yep. the hosing. <laughs> like that thing. I wish he had that bat. Yeah. That shit would have been funny. Uh it was a good it, it was since he wrestles shirtless, you just see the hose the whole time. Like <laughs> yeah. they're just not even coy about it. Yeah. <laughs> they just use like flesh colored like tape. It's just like ew, you can just see it hanging off of them. Oh, they could have done like uh like rock tape, like the the oh, right? tape. And like just taped them all up the side so we yeah, had I was to gonna say the fat piece of shit tape. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or the, the DDP. Or the, like the, the DDP tape, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh um Okay, so then next was Oscar. And I'll cut out. Uh oh, I can still see you. I still see you as well. No, y'all. Can you hear us? Uh oh. Oh, something bad's happening. Something bad's happening to Matt, but we can still see him. Yeah, something bad's see- happening. Continue on. Okay. Yeah, was it was just a message saying to continue. We're gonna leave this. Oh Let's yeah, I'm not. I'm not editing this out. I already have to host this. That's a, that'd be a nightmare. All right, can you all hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good the whole so, time. Good. Good. The issue is though that the audio that was recording on my end did fuck up. Well, okay. I'm recording the Zoom call, so that's actually okay. less less editing for me now. Yay! I did a I did a favor, everybody. Yeah. So do you want to just say fuck our audio recordings then? Yeah, why not? Okay, cool. Hey, this is all standing. This is a big behind the curtain. Yeah. Behind. Y'all are useless. We're fucking doing this shit from home. We had, used to be able to sit in a nice studio, press a couple buttons, relax. I uh, know. Honestly, if you've made it this far... a free bag of stale chips. Oh, it's great. Yeah, if you've made it this far into, into the episode, you weren't here for the audio. And no. it's going to sound better than Louis Garcia's. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love how that's still our standard dunk on podcast. Yeah. You got to have someone well, to dunk on. Well, it's bad. Yeah. Like, I didn't know you could do that bad in the year 2020. <laughs> okay, I so, so phone notes, like parts that sound better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's impressively bad. Um, Anyways, speaking of impressively bad, uh, Asuka versus uh, Sasha Banks and that finish. Oh, such a good match. Like, mm. Sasha's, like, hitting, like, this next level. Like, this is, like, some of the best work Sasha's ever done. And... I, I, like, literally met, like, impressively bad. Like, oh yeah, uh, the, the finish is a bad finish, and it worked. <laughs> yeah. And as the title of the new book we're going to uh, collectively author, uh, Overbooked and Convoluted. <laughs> yes, it so is. So much good. happened. If you didn't see... What happened was there was some fuckery with the belts. The ref was like, hey, you can't hit her with the belt. And then fucking Asuka's outside, comes back in, missed the referee. Then Bailey comes in. Like, they hit her with the fucking belt. Bailey takes off the ref shirt, puts it on, counts one, two, three, and then just grabs the belt and leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's such a stupid WWE-ass finish like that doesn't make any fucking sense like because they didn't set it up in storyline in any ways like that like if you're gonna have a finish line like that you should be setting it up right like have some fuckery with refs like do some weird shit but it works because of 
Bailey and Sasha's characters right now. Like the work they're putting in. That is exactly what fucking right. Karen ass Pam would mm-hmm. do. <laughs> like yeah. you know that. Fucking, fucking mean Pam. The final Pam. <laughs> the good little monster factory reference just like our, our show name. I was watching yeah. the Brand Slam stuff the other day because I remember oh. how funny it was. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I've rewatched, just being totally off the rails, I've watched rewatched pretty much every Polygon series from over the years except for Brand Slam because I'm kind of saving it for when I really for, need it. For, yeah, exactly. You always got to have something there, there in the up the sleeve. I have the High Spots Network and I love shoot interviews, so that's like my, I'm saving, like I have that. Oh, Matt took Brand up Slam. glasses. Took off my glasses. You know what's interesting? Wow. Well, the whole, the whole reason, right? The whole reason I'm even in here on the bed, accidentally unplugging my mic and fucking up my recording, is because the spare room that I normally record in gets hot as fuck. But bedroom's getting hot as fuck right now too. <laughs> yeah, probably because the air conditioner that's behind you probably can't be turned on because it'll make noise. Dude, that's exactly what happened. But I was like, it's a bigger room. It it's in a it it used to be a uh, yeah it's in the cooler part of the house, uh, no hot so glasses came off, and that's only the first what, put twenty minutes in the episode if mm-hmm. we get to the end huh? Yeah. What, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? You gonna know, pull keep... a, a Rey Mysterio just pop one eye out? Watching. It just gets a real breeze into that skull. <laughs> <laughs> really got to air that bad boy out. Um, oh man! All right, all right. Okay. Next uh, match. Yeah. What happens next? <laughs> uh, Drew beat Dolph. Oh fun. yeah, Dolph got to choose. Dolph chose Extreme Rules, but only for Dolph. It's kind of a fun thing. I liked I, it, and then like it was all worth it to me when he did the jump off the ladder to the table. That literally made it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get a reminder that like Dolph is a is is good. He's just like, man, he's like, he reminds me of like those like virtuoso musicians, like shredder guitar players. Uh, They're very good, but yeah, Steve Vai, like very, very good. I, but could not make me care. Yeah. Yeah. It's like super shreddy, like guitar stuff. It's like, oh, that's super cool. It's so technical. Oh, that's how. Yeah, I gotta say, I do, I mean, Stevie, Stevie Vi, just because of, he did that fun stuff with Frank Zappa, but you know who I feel that same way about is that dude, uh, Mount, what's that, Ingwe? Ingwe? Ingwe Mousekin? Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, very technically good, but I hate listening to this. Thank you for giving us sweet picking, now go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and like, it, it's cool, we gotta prove it. It's also like a reminder just how shot, like, their fucking thing is. But you had a guy multiple times where the fans were just salivating. And it's like, yes, this is it. Like when he cashed in the thing and then did the double turn with Del Rio. And you're like, this is it. This is his big baby face run. And then in the turlet. And then, like, the last, like, uh, the Soul Survivor when Sting debuted. Mm-hmm. And he got the big rub from Cena at the end of that pay per view, too, where he comes and raises his hand. He saved everybody's jobs. And it's like, okay, here it is. And then and they cooled the him off again. And then, like, you know, that was all before I, like, started watching again. And then right when I started watching again, even, um, he had that really fucking good IC title um, 
program with the Miz, where it was title versus yeah. career. That's like both him and the Miz is like some of their best work. Like maybe the mm-hmm. Miz's best like feud, maybe of his career. Like because I think actually in ring he held up because golf was carried him to that and mm-hmm. character work. Both of them like it was the only time I've ever cared about a babyface Dolph at all. Yeah, yeah. And then so- I. Oh. I remember they literally turned him heel with by the next pay per view after he saved his career by turning on Kalisto and Apollo Cruz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude! How Jesus, like huh? who cares? Like I lo- like Kalisto and Apollo Cruz are both great, but at, especially at that time, like they had nothing going. Yeah, exactly. And it was a one on two feud. Yeah, was turning heel. It was the heel, but he was the like he, they had the numbers advantage on him. It was, so many times yeah. he had that like on the on the verge, on the cusp. It was uh, it's so frustrating, and it's just a constant reminder. It's Even true. like his um, world title feud that he had with Ambrose that got me a little interested in him again because he'd cut those super passionate promos, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, but not like the super passionate like. It should have been me. <laughs> it should have been me. Like record now, record like, scratch, uh, but nothing was playing. Yeah, I know, huh? And then it's like, and it, it's all the worst when you do when you watch a match with him. And like, I love, I think him and, and Drew work together so nice. Like, they just, they seem to really uh, have a lot of good chemistry together when they wrestle. The kip up to the Claymore was the fucking. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. That also, like, funny. when he does the kip up and like whips his hair back, I'm like, ooh. But I'll never. But at this point too, I can't. I can't count Dolph all the way out because, and I and again skipping around, try to get keep it linear. But if I can give it as much of a shit as I give about Randy Orton as I do right now, it could happen with Dolph. I sure. never thought. I never thought I'd think of. I'd be so excited to see fucking Randall Orton against maybe getting as maybe getting a WWE title, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. That's a good point. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna argue your positivity on this. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Got one. Also, so on. I, I I was actually I was thinking about this, like at when Randy like you know is challenging came out and challenged Drew and stuff like that. I believe he's at 13 title wins. Mm-hmm. So he's thir- so he's fourth most ever. Flair, um, Cena, Triple H, then him. So a bunch of 14 as well, right? Yeah, so if he gets a title when they're tied, that, I mean, why not put Triple H in a feud right now? Because they're down on performers. He's there. And yeah, that's true. And your fucking ratings were in the fucking turlet. And Randy Orton versus Triple H would actually, I think, bring people, like, lapsed mid-2000s fans back. Dude, it would bring... Yeah, it would, oh, oh, the good guys are back now, huh? I yeah, remember, it'll, like, it'll, they were cool, like they broke into the house. <laughs> They wore those yeah. big suits I liked back in the day. Now I <laughs> they wore the biggest big... suits. The evolution suits were wild. They were yeah. like Steve Harvey ass suits. They were like almost talking heads ass. Dude, yeah, they're big <laughs> as fuck. I love the fucking video of like like the one part of like um or Jindrak walking with them. It's like he like his suit is also just massive and he just looks ridiculous next to him. And they also look ridiculous, but by comparison, his is like, hmm. Uh, finally, we got a swamp match. 
do we do we have to? That's okay. Right. So, uh, spoiler: we're about to have a fucking controversial conversation because I was enjoyed absolute garbage. Garbage. I enjoyed mo- most all of it, but but did, I know I know that I know that it can be seen as garbage. I wanted. I have two things to. Here's the thing. I agree with both of you. It was Yay! absolute garbage, and I enjoyed most of it because I knew it was gonna be. And That's I was too, but it. I was in right my expectations. Garbage. Like this pay per view was like kind of thought, like actually pretty solid in reality, but I still didn't care. Like <laughs> I just couldn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Care, even though it actually, if you look at like match to match, it held up really well. Like there isn't a stinker on this on this card, and except because they the last swamp match, but. It, but the Swamp Match did seem to also have the most amount of character acting that I've seen come out of Braun Strowman in a while. Uh, it was Braun v. Braun for a second. Uh, and then Braun, you know, he was really fighting with his uh, his inner demons and his past. I thought, I thought that was entertaining. And then when they all fucking went sinking down into the swamp, and I thought maybe that there was going to be a gator, I got excited. And you can excite me and if you can make me believe uh that that there's a inner turmoil going on and gator. You, and you make me wonder I wonder what's going to happen with Braun now i i count it in a category of success i oh i, I have no care what happens with Braun i want him to lose the title and go away i mean <laughs> i like i do too ex- unless they do what they won't do something super interesting with this finish like yeah similar to i I mean the aftermath of the fiend matches early on where everyone changed if braun actually changed and actually did something interesting going forward like was like had a heel turn but wasn't just the stupid heel turn he had a couple years ago the feud with roman no like if he actually (laughs) if he actually did something like you interesting right now like if he came out clean shaven wearing a suit that's what i'm talking about you're right you're a massive baby you're exactly right that it's like it all depends on where they go from here that determines whether that swamp match was interesting or not no it's not like if there's if there's nothing that comes out of it then yeah it's a waste of time yeah and it will be like it will be a waste of time like so like Like, first off, I was already mad because, like, he gets out of his big old truck and it's like, he's in the middle. Just fucking hit him. Put him down. Second, Bray Wyatt turned off the moon. That's rad, though. I'm down for that. He's a mystic boy. He's a mystic guy. And then, just like him fighting himself, like, the, the whole, like, he was chained up, but, like, actually not at all. Everything... Everything just like it, you're right. You are technically a giant right. sour taste in my mouth of the whole thing. I'm like, what did I just watch? Why did I do this? It did. I did I, the whole entire time. I did feel like less was more when it comes to the cinematic matches. I was like, you have to kind of do it with Bray, but at the same time, if it, it is that it, it can wear out its welcome pretty quick. I the feel, cinematic things. I feel like. Um, like, I trust Bray Wyatt to have good ideas for these. 
because like he's proven himself like he proved himself with the mm-hmm. fucking Cena match. Yeah. Like I was thinking about that match again the other day and like, holy shit, they actually did that. So like uh, to this point, John Cena has been erased from WWE canon. Like I don't they have not mentioned him again yeah. on TV since WrestleMania. Yeah, he seems like, to have gone into some sort of void. They, ha- they have actually erased him. from like, And I know like Bray Wyatt is super smart at this kind of stuff. I don't, just don't think... I, one, I think that the producers and Vince weren't going to let Braun approach that level. Like They want to protect him in some weird way still. Because, yeah. I mean, he's their champ. He's like... And because of the way they look at him, which is boring. Boring vanilla giant baby face, which is not a good character. It's never worked. Um, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like um, we can only watch Braun run into things like so many times, like run into the fucking post so many times where it's like, okay, he's just an idiot, and I want this heel to beat him. Well, yeah, right? Cause that's how they portray him as being like the big dumb strong guy, and yeah, so it's um, like. <laughs> Watch me run fast. So you, yeah, you can't really. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna run at you. Come here, Dolph. The worst thing ever for Bronze in like in ring career, as far as like my interest level, was how over the like dosy doe run around the ring tackling people shit got over. Like yeah, Kevin know. Owens shouldn't have shouldn't have fucking took one. Yeah, Kevin Owens sold it too fucking good. He got it over too much for Braun, and now it's ruined. Oh, that's good shit. Oh, God. Look how much wrong he is. He made Kevin flip around. It's like, Vince, that was Kevin. Kevin did it. Kevin did it. It was Braun. He was running. Kevin passed. Kevin can. Let's let's line three people up outside and have them run them down. I used to love the way Gallows would take that. Because he would like fucking go like ah and like go to the side. He never just like kick one leg out really high and like prat fall basically. Like he was like slept on banana peel. Yeah, it was always really good. Also, he never likes catching people on dives. (laughs) Well, no, I like the Miz though. Um, I I think that Braun should just come out managed by Cameron Grimes now. Yeah, dude. Fucking be cool. like, I I dug him out. I dug him out the swamp. I dug Braun out the swamp, and now he owes me a favor. Brown, Brown, Brown. Listen, you, you just you merely embrace the swamp. I was <laughs> born in swamp, dude. Cameron it's Grimes. Grimes time. Dude, yeah. It's Grimes time. Get on my fan boat. I could, I could get on the fan boat. You know what I mean? If Cameron Grimes did become like a fucking swamp Yoda, if, that'd be fucking. If his character took a Swamp Yoda turn, dude, I would fucking be like, all right, all right, it's clicking. Braun yeah. just carrying him around in a little backpack. Dude. Yeah. Literally is riding on his shoulder like a kid trying to watch a parade. He's just like, yeah, Braun, go get him. Go get him. Drop me off at the ring. <laughs> I would fucking watch every week for it. Like, Shotzi has her tank, and they literally just give Cameron Grimes a tiny little, like, go-kart fan boat. <laughs> That'd be cool. With uh, with one of the giant ceiling fans that they're now CGI altering out of bronze. Yeah, 
<laughs> I love that they like filmed the CGI thing for the eye, like the fucking eye for an eye match, and then just didn't use it and used yeah. a fucking fake eyeball like Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Vince is like, that's stupid. That we sucks. Gotta, we gotta fire people to save money so that we can make these CGI shots. What do you mean? There's not enough money for CGI puke. Their their profits this uh, quarter were like three times as much as what those projected. Right? I mean, they're saving so much money not traveling. Right? And I hope they're paying people more, you know? I don't know. They're probably not. They're, they're not. I mean, but, Gulak had to be like, say, okay, I'm leaving then, and then they finally played ball. Very mysterious, so, same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess not. I was going to say that they might be, in reality, taking out more money because they're saving money on hotels and um, possibly, like, and travel, except they're not getting house show merch sales. Mm-hmm. So I, bottom of the card guys are actually probably taking on more money because they weren't getting house show merch anyways. And yeah. like a lot of them live in Florida. But in that um, area. So, but um, probably top of the card guys actually probably are taking home less. Yeah. Oh, like luckily they got a good downside, but yeah. All right. So that was, uh, that was extreme rules. Yeah, oh. it, it, the horror show at Extreme Rules. It was fun. It was a good time. It was a fun way to spend a Sunday. Um, I don't know, man. Re- wrestling right now is so, like, there's so much good, there's good stuff going on, but there's just so much shit going on in the world right now that it's, like, even good, I don't know, you know? It's even, really even, tough. Like, honestly, I watched this pay-per-view, like, one match at a time. That's, like, yeah. all I could do. Like, I, it took me, like, four days. To watch this pay-per-view and it was not long it was not long it was very short it was yeah. very short like which I, which was which w- i also check that into the column of like a positive for that pay-per-view it, mm-hmm. not out, it didn't outwear it's welcome like <sighs> i was actually thinking about this like you know i was like oh it's weird that they now suddenly can have short pay-per-views but the, the longer people are fucking raw the people in the yeah. The longer people are in a building, if you have fans, the more money you make. Versus the longer you take to produce a pay-per-view when you're not bringing in money at the same time, the more expensive it is. Yeah, that's true. It's actually economically beneficial to them to have a shorter... To have it be shorter. That makes sense. Um, let's... I don't know. I don't, I don't know how y'all want to do it. Should we just, like, ping-pong around some of the fucking, just, just the good, just some of the goods? Good stuff that's happened recently, yeah. So, um... Let's talk about talk some of them, sh- these day butts. I was gonna say, talk and shop. Talk and shop a mania. That's tomorrow night, as of when we're recording this. That Saturday night, yes. Yeah, that's two, two nights away. Um, Gals and Anderson did a countdown to Fucktown <laughs> on their podcast, and it was a, um, countdown to... The end of their contracts, so they're no longer getting the severance pay, so they could open up, and everybody's expecting this super fucked up, like type of dude interview. And they they delivered, but it wasn't like as much WWE bashing as I think a lot as Paul Heyman bashing, and then just like beating themselves up. So they talked about how in September, when they re-signed for WWE, they were going to debut for AEW and they were going to be the inner circle. The original inner circle that Jericho wanted was Gallows and Anderson, um, MJF, and it was one other fucking person. I can't remember. the, the Sammy still? 
it, he wanted MJF uh, instead of Sammy Guevara. Sammy, I mean, there's issues with Sammy, obviously, that we can get into. But um, uh, Sammy's a better pick. MJF is a fine on yeah. his own. But yeah, I, was, I totally understand Jericho wanting MJF, but I think Sammy's perfect for him. And I forgot the other person that was supposed to be in, but that like well, Gallows and Anderson were supposed to be in there instead of uh, Proud and Powerful. Hmm. I, yeah, it, it would have been very like very shades of Bullet Club. Be kind of fun. And, and so then the um, the original um, oh it was Anthony Agogo. That's who it was. The the British boxer that they signed that they're training right now. Oh yeah. Oh. He was going to be the heater, but then obviously like. Like they didn't want him just yet. Like Cody and Tony Khan were pushing for it, but Jericho was like, "No, let's, we need somebody that's actually can work still." Um, because you know, like dude's brand new, so don't kill the guy already. Yeah. Um, um, I did not see this literally today. There's a new story of that Cody talked. Have you seen Cody's comments about Gallows and Anderson? What he no. said. Um. Apparently, uh, let's see. Um, apparently, Gallows uh, got drunk during negotiations. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. That's is that what he just says? Like, oh, Gallows was drunk during negotiations. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. Here's I'll just read the full quote. It's not like cool, super long. Uh, yeah, uh, there's he, he was asked if there's heat about it. Uh, uh, there's no heat at all. Business is business. I think Carl Anderson, just to see his glow up and get and him get ripped, uh, was great. And to look back at what he was able to do in New Japan, that guy is superb talent. Um, talk, then talking about uh, Gallows being drunk. Gallows. Everyone loves Gallows. He takes the award for the most carny wrestler in the history of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. He's the King Carney. He came to my house prior to their re-signing with WWE. There were some discussions. We both lived in Georgia. He actually told me a number. He actually told me a number he was offered. Got drunk and then, not realizing it, only an hour later, told me a different number that was, of course, higher. I love him. <laughs> I not love someone who is that carny and that goofy. <laughs> That's perfect. So they talk about like why they resigned, and so this is like when they did. They were out the door. They said that at the beginning of their run when they realized how kind of stuff had worked. Loved the boys in the back, but they hated the process. Just hated the start-stop stuff. And so they just kind of were like, ah, what happened? Like, we're not getting booked the way we should. And it's just getting told things and then other things happening. You go get fucking jacked. You go get jacked to the gills and then what? Nothing. Yeah, and so they're just like, whatever. We'll ride it out. We'll go do our thing. We had to run. Whatever. We made money. That was their big thing. Business. So they go to Japan and team with Triple H. Apparently, on the night of like the, the match they're going to do, Triple H is like, hey, come to my dressing room. So they dress him there with him, and he's talking to him. And uh, this is why Carl Anderson, I think, he feels a little bit betrayed by Triple H. But I don't know how much influence he had on the – actually, I don't know how much influence he had on the fight, which is much. Um, like, Carl, when I see you, I just uh, see your kids, your family. There's some contracts that I set them up for the rest of their lives. Oh, man. And so they went and had the match. They came back, were showering. Triple H is like, like apparently before I asked them, what's it going to take for you? And they're like, well, we set up. So apparently came with a number. And they're like, this is too big. It was 
so much higher than the other offers. And they said they were great offers. And so they were also talking with New Japan. And New Japan wanted him to be just New Japan Pro Wrestling. They didn't want him to do AEW. They wanted both. And so when they were out in negotiating with Rocky, when they were on that same trip in Japan, they told him a number. This is what we want for our contracts. This will make us just in New Japan. And then apparently Rocky just coughed and ordered a bunch of shots. <laughs> he was just like, we're not doing it. Yeah. Like, nope. He just knew, he knew that yeah. the road would be like, why? Yeah. And yeah. so they, they took the money and they're like, it's like, it was business. And they, um, Matt Jackson, uh, text Rocky Romero. Like after they found out that the race signed, I'm like those motherfuckers, they fucked us. So it was like, obviously it wasn't set in stone, but it was like, it was going to happen. They had plans. They had everything ready to go. They were leaving. And all of a sudden, they got that high number, five-year deal. You make that fucking, make that green. They were told it's like, after that five-year deal, we'll get you set up with other stuff that you can do if you don't want to wrestle anymore. Um, And they're like, you know, we were like, okay, like that's too much money to pay no to. Um, we're going to set up our families and we're going to fly that WWE flag as high as we can. And we're just going to do it because it's business. And then they got fucking fired. That, I mean, for real, that that is a bit of a slap in the face. Um, but I'm happy for them. I mean, genuinely, they seem to be having, they're not, seem, they don't seem to be hurting for cash. Uh, and they, they seem to be having a good fucking time. And I'm yeah. having a good fucking time watching them. Then the big bombshell of that is, well, there's two. Number one, they signed with TNA with the new Japan clause. So they're going to be working both cool. um, for two years. Then um, this is from them and then also from AJ Styles. Paul Heyman's the one that made the call. To fire them? Yeah. And lied to them. So apparently Paul Heyman... Um, like when everything was happening, Vince had his list. This is who was going to be released. They weren't on the list. Oh, and Paul Paul Heyman, I think, trying to save some of maybe his guys, or trying to just like he was asked, like, "Hey, well, what should we do?" And he was like, "Well, cut these guys because for what we do with them, they're getting paid a lot of money." Mm. And so then they ended up on the list, and they were AJ Styles was so pissed about it because he, him, and Paul Heyman didn't have a good relationship. And he asked him point blank, did you make the call? And Paul Heyman, um, the Tiger never changes his stripes. Right, yeah. Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, him. I would these guys were the best tag team. And then right. he went to Vince. It would have Vince. been my dead mother who survived the Holocaust favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably told him something like that. Like, I would never. Then he went to Vince, and Vince, he told Vince, like, Vince, what happened? There, I begged for them to stay here for you guys. I'm doing all this, and I did it for the company. Firedom's like, yeah, they weren't on my list. Paul Heyman made the call. Dude, I, I, how do you even fucking look at somebody after that? You know, it's like on one hand, it's oh, like the, Heyman, a, Heyman has some experience. I was gonna say, yeah. at, on one hand, you kind of got to know who you're shaking hands with at a certain point, but it's like. You know. it, it still seemed like, I mean, like, it seemed like this, like, Heyman now has, you know, has at least learned something or, like, 
mm-hmm. you know. And I'd say he probably still has, but at the end of the day, considering the circumstances and stuff, he fell back to old Heyman. Yeah. And because he had to answer probably for things. It's like, well, we have to release people because we're doing this. These people aren't over and blah, blah, blah. So he's trying to save his ass. We're paying these. Mm-hmm. I wonder who, I wonder who he saved by get, getting them fired. Yeah, who know. was on the chopping block? I, I, Cedric, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Like the, those dudes that were like definitely are definitely his dudes. Like, I mean, even I don't think they would have fired Alistair. Alistair, but now look at Alistair's just gone. Apparently, he might be getting repackaged now that Heyman's gone. Like, yeah. So from what I read with that is that it, he might get repackaged, but it's that Vince wants a wider appeal because he likes him and he thinks it's gonna pigeonhole him. So he, he's. Wanting to probably do the anti Bray Wyatt and not make him such a niche character and try to broaden him a little bit, which is fine. I just hope it actually works out and yeah. it doesn't just become fucking goofy. Just don't make him don't make him talk too much. And he's good at talking, but just don't make him do it too much. I just don't want to hear his fucking that. voice. <laughs> I I am good at his, it's his cadence. My room. His cadence throws me off. Because it's not real with his voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Zach, nailed, Zach nails the cadence every time. Right. It's the... talk just a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so ambiguous. I've watched some Swedish films. Yeah. I watched the original um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Everyone talks like, like Tommy. <laughs> My name is Tommy Budge. Budgeon. <laughs> Um, let's see what else happened. Uh, let's just kind of keep rolling along around with TNA. Uh, Heath Slater showed up there. Is immediately um, a geek over there too. Yep. Is he? It, yeah. There's like a whole thing where he, it is literally his storyline from the, the SmackDown brand split where he like didn't have a job. Like he's not supposed to be in the building. Heath. Yep. But, he got fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. It's just, um, it's just like exactly like what what happened with Sean Spears. You leave thinking like these crazy, awesome greener pastures, and oh, you're slotted in the exact same spot. Yeah, it's like maybe, but yeah, and and maybe it's them. I don't know. I don't. I think Heath is too nice. I think like Heath. I think everyone wants to work with Heath, but Heath is too nice to. Kind of like edge his way his up there. Yeah, to edge his he way gives, up. He gives everybody too much. Um, also, like, he's a good wrestler as far as WWE style, but it's like, that's like all he was. And so, like, he was like in Deep South and OVW and like FCW. He went through like all of them. He was like in the NXT that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and then he just was a jobber for a long time outside of his runs in Access and the Core. God, the core. I kind of want a core shirt because it's the worst shirt it's so ever made. It is worse. The bold statement. It is. It is worse than the Neville shirt. It is worse than the Alicia Fox shirt. <laughs> what about the um the Sin Cara Dick shirt? Hmm. I still. I don't know. This is. It's pretty bad. Like. It is. I'm just. It's good uh, the one, the Miz shirt that just like said the Miz in like Times New Roman on it. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Seriously. <laughs> and oh, and the one that said like the A lister in yeah, just like Georgia font. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. B team. Um. Let's see. Who else? Uh, EC three is back in TNA, which or Impact, and sense. it's and his new character is like sick. Like I I yes. dig it, especially compared like if you look back at his old character over there, like. It's what it's a rough. fucking missed opportunity he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, the the writing was on the wall with him. It should have been a slam dunk, and he should be like top heel, like on SmackDown. Right? Yeah, yeah, he should at least like have had like an IC run, like a lengthy IC run already. Yeah, like, he should be like challenging like Drew McIntyre for the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, maybe lose it, like not not win, but like he like, he should be there. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 excited to see where he where he's gonna go. I think this is gonna probably what gets me to pay more close attention to Impact. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, well, plus because I've already wanted to be watching because I'm like I love Jordan Grace. Uh, I've heard that there is really good stuff going over there. There's really good stuff going on over there. Yeah, her her and Diana Perazzo had a really good match for the women's title. Impact or the knockouts, whatever they're called. Uh, I don't think so. I'm Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I had some. I knew some people that um that like thought it was a lot better than I thought it was. I thought it was a really solid match. I thought Dave undersold it really well. But Dave's also one of those people that likes a very certain style, which was the Young Buck style. Mm-hmm. And if it's not that, then he always rates it like at least a half star lower. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I especially don't get that with this specific matchup like because like the like the power versus like technical like batch up that this was yeah is really reminiscent of like yoshi wrestling that he's in love with like mm-hmm. you know like fucking aja kong matches and stuff like that where mm-hmm. it's like someone really he- technical and hard-hitting versus someone like versus a powerhouse and i think he also tries to be like one of those people He's he said it's like oh no like you can't grade women's matches um, on a curve so he tries to go harder at him. Uh, he's like what like I am just as fair blah blah blah, and so it's just like uh, come on dude like it was better than what he said. It was like really he, good. He didn't give Bailey versus Sasha at Takeover Brooklyn five. He gave it like four point two five. It's I like Dave, was, come on. <laughs> and um, let's see, Eric Young's back there. Um, which is fine. He's good, but like, it's cool for like, for like, the story of Impact Wrestling as a whole that he's back because he's like such a, he's such an important part of that company, like a day oneer. And like, he's done everything over there now. So like, I think it's cool for him probably to like, probably finish up his in ring career over there and probably like move to backstage stuff if that's what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, and, perfect. And. He did like an interview and he was talking about how in NXT, like he just loved it. He's like, the creative process for Triple H was great. Like, Sanity, we may not have done a, like all my ideas, but it's like I was listened to and we would use some of my stuff and some of his stuff. And he'd tell me things and I'd see it his way because it made sense. Or he'd see it my way because it made sense. He's like, Tag Team of the Year had Match of the Year, Tag Team Champions. We were on fire. We get to the main roster and then. It- yeah, like. I still like that is I'm speaking of missed opportunities like sanity on the main roster. And I think as weird as this, I think it's Kevin Dunn's fault for how 
like how badly he botched their entrance when they got called up to SmackDown. I think oh, yeah. Vince probably watched that and went dumb. Oh, yeah. sucks. Honestly, probably. Yeah, to be Gunn's fair, like in to the be fair, as soon as as soon as so many damage. Like I don't remember the cameras literally like go zooming in and out and shaking for them versus like in NXT it would like the camera would be unsteady like but it just and be like off focus and like focused in weird ways but it was never like fucking born identity shaky cam yeah right it's what it was on the main roster actively trying to make you feel a little nauseous he's gonna puke i was um yeah i mean i guess I don't, was there any more debuts uh, on TNT? Because I think I'm, I'm happy to roll on this debut train. I was going to say, uh, and stuff. Um, what's his ass? Oh, uh, Motor City Machine Guns came back. Yeah, that was, that beat, was sick. And beat the rascal. The rascals. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns, like I saw a lot of people saying this, and I've never paid enough attention to them. But like I watched that match, and I went back and like watched like just like some clips impacts been posting a lot of stuff with them. And like people on Twitter were a lot, they're legitimately mm-hmm. like on like underrated, like one of the best tag teams, like the world over the last 10 years. Alex Shelley is such an underrated wrestler. And it, it, they're so good. Wild. Yeah. Like, and they, they've been good their whole career and are like still getting good in new ways. It's wild how good they yeah. are. Yeah. Um the I mean then we got uh Eddie Kingston showed up for the TNT title. On Dynamite. That was so fun. That was, I, I don't know a lot about Eddie Kingston, but I, I was rad as hell. Dude, that match was really fucking cool. That guy's awesome and he has fucking so, beautiful eyebrows. To start it off, yeah. he hit a kid with a car in impact. That just shows his cred. Mm-hmm. He it threatened does. to beat the shit out of Aaron Anderson. Everything he said Sounded so real. It uh, really he did sound like a wrestling promo. He is like I. I don't think you can like say anyone in the business is definitively a better promo than like. He's I right. agree with that. He might, you know, you could say other people are the best, but you can't say that he's not. Yeah, he's like in the he... conversation. I mean, granted, like I think Paul Heyman's still like one of the best talkers ever. Yeah, and so it's unfair to judge somebody that thinks one of the best of all time, but I think he could hold his own. It wouldn't be like if we put Seth versus fucking Paul in like promo battle like every fucking time, Seth is going to get buried by him. You put Eddie Kingston in a promo off with him, Eddie's going to get his fucking licks in. He reminds me a lot of Samoa Joe, like the promo style. Well, yeah, it's where real. he's just he's just he he sounds real and he's just like. Like what he was telling Arn, he was like, "I swear on my mother, Arn, if you interrupt me one more time, I'm gonna rip your arms off." Like he says, I love just hearing him talk, just like in general, because it's just so wacky. And he was uh, like, in one interview, he or one promo he did was just like, I think at NWA, he's like, "And I'm just throwing away all this money for, and I'm popping, I don't even want anymore." <laughs> and like, so he's, good. And he was telling a story um, on like this other podcast, and it was about like how. Him and his mom got in an argument and like, like went up to slap him and he like blocked, like put up his hands to block a slap from his mom. And he said his dad raced down and like, and the way he said it in his voice, it was so funny. He's like, 
face down and like shoved him. It was like, she was my wife before she was your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the context of all that, it's like his voice singing like, wow. Yeah, I, yeah, he definitely, he feels like a caricature, but like. It feels like in like, like a 1970s, like territories, like top baby face. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the way he gives promos. Yeah, with, with beautiful eyebrows. We have to keep driving that home because... Like, you could see him, like, feuding with Rick, like, Ric Flair coming into the territory for, for a month, you know? Like, yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see him fucking... You can see him busting some heads open. That's for damn sure. Um, speaking I, of... I love, I love oh, his yeah. style because against... Uh, in AEW, you don't have anybody that does his. Which is yeah. a brawler. Like, that's the thing. Like, Straight he came in... Brawler. No, that's and, pretty. And they said that, you know, he's had, like, he has, like, 17 years, he's like, mm-hmm. 17 years experience, and it makes sense, because he just commanded the ring in a way that is so, like, confidently fucking, like, violent. You know what I mean? The, like he The just, Samoa you know, Joe uh, comparison, um, that, I think that was you that made that, makes so much sense, like, promo-wise, and even a little bit in the ring, because Joe also can do that brawling style really well. Mm-hmm. And just like both of them are just so believable in both that and yeah. in their promos. Like you believe everything they do and they say. And I can't say that for a lot of them. No, dude. I mean, it's just it's Samoa Joe, it's Eddie Kingston, and it's Shane McMahon. It's the three best uh, peer strikers in the game. Exactly. Three best ballers. Brawlers. And then to take. Um, speaking of, on Dynamite, let's talk about fucking beefy daddy Matt Cardona. Dude. I, he looks as he's. He's always been big, but he's got he's bigger shaped now. His shoulders. Yeah. It looks like someone like hooked him up to a fucking air tube and just like pumped him up. Yeah, his like he looks like he is on the gas. His shoulders are trying to escape his body. Yeah. Yeah. Like he yeah, it it's it doesn't look sustainable, but it's fucking scary. Um, I don't think it looks sustainable when he did those fucking rough riders either. I nope. know. Those look know. like shit, and that's also a bad move, but those look like shit. Oh, I, yeah, I know. Well, I, he was wearing jeans. Yeah, it didn't look good, and then, like, he looks offensively tan. He's not <laughs> up to Drake Younger EC3 levels, because those are almost unattainable. Yeah. But he yeah. was offensively tan and looked on the gas. It looked like he was going for his, like, mid-90s, like early, or late-90s, mid-90s, like, WCW run where people would just get projected over there. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, so, like, I love, you know, at, formerly known as Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona. Like, from what I've seen of him as a person, you know, and, like, things I hear about him, and, like, everyone... The biggest goof in the world. Is yeah. Great. He's just a it. fucking toy nerd. And, like, I, yeah. I, I respect that. Like, I respect that. And, like, he's invented, basically, like, using YouTube as like a platform within wrestling. Like he did that in like what, 2009, 2010? 2010 to 11. That's when he was running. That's wild. Like that he saw YouTube being that kind of tool back then. Cause it was not that at that point. Um, and he, he did that and he got punished for it. Like he, like he got himself over and therefore Vince is never going to let him get over otherwise. Well, I don't know what's really funny, and this is why there's certain people that always end up working out with WWE a lot more than they don't. Vince likes to be challenged. And so 
I wouldn't be surprised. Vince puts that in there. It's like, what's this motherfucker going to do? going to come and talk to me? Or can figure out something else? Or is he just going to be, oh, yes, sir, thank you. And then right. he was. And and that's why Vince always would say, like, people don't grab the brass ring. But, like, Vince's favorite guys are guys that challenge him. They know to his shit. Randy Orton challenges him. John Cena challenged him so much once he got the spot. You yeah. Shawn Michaels. And Shawn like- Michaels was the biggest dick to work with. And it's- apparently... Uh, Riddle is like the exact same way. So Riddle's probably going to go far because just he likes to be challenged. It's like an alpha male thing. It's like, oh, want to step up to me? Okay. He's like, this guy's worthy. Oh, maybe you could be my son. <laughs> but he, uh, uh, what fucking, um... I'm going to stop because that's exactly why he hates Shane. He <laughs> yeah. said yes to every stupid thing he asked him to do. Mm-hmm. Trying to, to, oh, to earn can't try to earn Vince's love. You have to beat his love out of him. That's true. You have to so make him respect you. Telling him no, he's not going to lose. Yeah, I'm right. Not the Booker T. Maybe yet. No, I'm winning. Like um, Vince is fucking Frank from Hot Rod. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, 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 this this podcast was worth everything. <laughs> yeah. Audio issues like. All for that comparison because it is the best comparison I've ever heard. I love it. Um, it's I don't know the. Who, I feel like there was another debut on AEW. I feel like there was somebody else. Uh, uh Cameron. Yes, former WWE wrestler Cameron. But now uh, her name is like I is a what something Abel? What was her name? Arian. Yes, that's her shoot name. Um, I actually like I saw a thing like a year ago that she'd been like working to come back and was like really. She was gonna to be during. Um, she was gonna wrestle at um, Mania Weekend this year for Epi's Big Game. Brush. That's right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, I hope it works out. I hope that like she's done well. Apparently, like, she's a special education teacher, like, or like works somehow in special education. Like, yeah. I heard that from her, and that's like that's rad. Like. It's I'm, cool. I just like, especially these days, I just want good people in wrestling. So yeah, I, yeah, I just want a human being I can fucking get behind. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I'm, yeah, to think- it, it, I'm I'm curious to see um, what they're doing. Um, like what I always find funny, it's like they say they're not going to just sign every WWE person, but it's like other people are just ex WWE. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. I mean, to be fair, like, it's it's a little hard to, like, there isn't a lot of indie, like, the indie world isn't that big right now. Like, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the, like, remnants of the indie, top of indie wrestling right now, basically in these TNT title matches, at least the last, yeah. like, two weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, speaking, yeah, War Horse I, is not someone I've ever been familiar with. Oh, but... Fu- Matt, I can't believe you're not familiar with War Horse, because War Horse I... is a gimmick you would I feel that way. I feel that way after watching that way. I feel like it's a gimmick that you would have done. I feel like I, yes, I feel like when I was watching that, that there was a light switch that flipped that I was like, this guy's got fucking, guy's got fucking 80s ass armbands on. This guy's got a fucking rad elbow drop. Why am I not, no, why do I not know more about him? Elbow drop? Mm. Yeah, the one where you kind of like bend your hip in the air. I'll be on my bedroom. He did. He did the fu Shawn Michaels like. Yeah. Elbow drop. 
I love that. He just yells all the time. Him, Dan Housen, and like Dan the Dad. Dan the Dad. And I was gonna say was, just like seeing on Twitter, like there's this real this really tiny group of indie wrestlers that are still like left out there on the indies that all have gimmicks and all are friends in gimmick, but none of their gimmicks actually like if you think about it should work together, but it's great to think mm-hmm. like Dan Housen, like Alley Cat, Candy Lee. And fucking Warhorse being friends on like being friends. <laughs> um it's all, these, you... it's, all, it's all these indie like DCW, like like black label, like Midwest indie people. Soon to be probably positive for COVID people because of the way GCW is running their shit. <sighs> it's um, like they, they say they like J Rose like always says like put your mask on, blah blah, but you need to actually enforce it. There, they did a show like at a boardwalk, and everyone was just taking pictures. Like people just I watched, walking along. I watched the show. ACH came back. Leo Rush had what could be his final match. Yeah, they're gonna definitely somebody's gonna test back. Probably Joey Janela. Yeah. Wait, uh, like ACH, FKA Jordan Miles. Yes. Oh, he's oh, back. I thought, he was, I thought he was done with wrestling. Um, he said that. Well, that's like also like when he was. He was saying a lot. Of, he was everything. He was saying a lot of things for sure. But yeah, and it was understandable he, to be. He was a little. Oh, oh, I'm on his side. Yeah, I'm on his side. I, I read this interview with him, and it was just super sad to me because he was just talking about how everything went down. He's like, honestly, he's like, I wish I wouldn't have been as angry. Wish I would have just turned my phone off. Like, I don't want to take back anything I said because I, yeah. what I felt, but I shouldn't have been as angry. He's like, it sucks because I, I I ended up losing my dream for it. And I'm like, he's like, I like that was my dream to be in WWE. And yeah. it's like, he's like, I think I could have handled it better. And I was like, dude, like that like really just hurts. It really does too, because also it's like he, he really doesn't have anything that he should necessarily, I mean, he came in hot, but I think it it's understandable. Hmm? You know, it, I, it, it is. Um, I think like what he probably regrets is like, not necessarily that he said anything or like, it's just like, just everything, and then like calling out like Jay Lethal and stuff like that. Like, that that stuff is a little like, but I was also like, well, that's not. I'm not gonna you know. exactly, <laughs> but it just gets people like looking and talking. It leaves a weird. It leaves a weird taste in your mouth too. For also, you. like, of all like, if anyone in the wrestling world can just like, will survive anything being said about them, it's Jay Lethal. Their fan, Jay Lethal's fans are gonna. Stand by Jay Lethal forever, apparently. Yeah. Jay Lethal mm-hmm. was cockroach esque in his resilience. Staying on top. Very true. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why he's never left Ring of Water. But, um, yeah, and I just, it made me sad just kind of knowing, like, that's how he felt. That, like, I think he still actually wanted to be in WWE. Just, yeah, man. It's it gotta be heartbreaking to be let down by the company you've always wanted to fucking going as well definitely and like i I think like at the end of the day like when he comes that came out of it um like when he did this interview it's like you could tell he still wanted to go be that kid that saw like like the albert hardy jr that was like 10 years old and saw wrestling it was like this is all i want to do and it's like i want to be a wwe guy it's like that's why people are like ricochet needs to leave and i watched the ricochet doc it's like the dude 
it's like he doesn't get that dream anymore and it's just sad and i hope he's found like he can find happiness in wrestling because he's super talented i know he has a lot of heat a lot of people yeah because Bad. of how he is yeah apparently he's just people say like how sammy Zayn or el generico used to be in the locker room just like but their ideas like they push him so hard and like are out of control with them yeah hard to, like hard to work with is what like everybody used to say el generico and kevin owens are the hardest people to work <laughs> and and apparently ACH was the same way. Yeah. And so hopefully, like he can get a good spot, maybe go back to New Japan, do do something because dude's super talented, and he spoke his mind and spoke what he should have. And and he, he spoke some like the things he spoke about, like issues of racism and things like that. Um, the thing, like look at where we're at now, and like I. Try to think about what the reaction would have been to him if that was now. Like, if that was happening in this moment, mm-hmm. yeah, less than a year ago. Um, I think a lot more people would have been, like, with him and on his head, or at least even if they you know, weren't vocally against him, I think more people would have been vocally with him. Yeah, or at least enough people would have had their ears, you know... Or come up, come to, to to what he was saying, even though he was coming in very aggressively to be like, All right, I'm going to hear out what he's actually pissed about, though, because I think that was a big thing, and uh, that you know, it's just like, whoa, this guy, especially you know, when he started talking about Jay Lethal and stuff. So yeah, it was, I think he just he came in real hot, and if people weren't in a place to be willing to to listen, which uh, surprisingly, yeah, a lot of wrestling fans can be a bunch of big old fucking dickheads. Uh, that yeah, it just uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good I guess thing to wonder. If, if maybe if now but maybe now too uh he's back in wrestling i hope he i hope he has a wonderful time i hope you know uh, like maybe like ideally maybe like he could be back in wrestling work work in japan as you said like work the indies maybe he could get that dream again someday he and triple h like patch things up like somewhere down the road like right never say never you never, never say never with wwe and especially like with like kind of like, like how everything went down, like I think as far as a as shitty as this sounds, like with a PR standpoint for WWE, it would be a good thing to do. Doing some yeah. things for like doing performative things while it sucks when it's a large company like that, but we have actually gotten real change. Yeah, like they did the hashtag Give Divas a Chance, and then it, what it exploded into, even though at first it was fucking performative yeah and now it's like the women are carrying the main roster shows mm-hmm. like like Bailey and sasha are on everything multiple segments like and I mean, they they gave them stars. A, they re they're redoing the triple h don't cold two-man power trip storyline like, yeah that they never got to actually do because triple h got hurt like and so like even though that began as a performative thing, it ended up working out so well. We got an all-women's pay-per-view, women's Royal Rumble, tournaments. We had all these cool things that all started when Vince was like, fucking give him 10 minutes instead of five. Shit. I wonder, um, I've seen, so I saw some of the, there's there some controversy going on as well too, right? Because uh, from what I've gathered, there's a movement going on right now behind Naomi uh, about how people are just like, 
we want to see more Naomi. We we love her. We're online. We're we want we're we're using our voice to tell you that we want to see more of Naomi. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I saw that Booker T had some like you know don't let people people shouldn't hand you things kind of a yeah. a thing. And that was just a Booker T take. Which is that's a Booker T take. But I do I wonder what the take. I wonder what the the end result is going to be because I would I mean it'd be great to see Naomi be put in a better position. But I wonder absolutely. They're actually running. They're they're running with it because they had a promo on SmackDown where it was brought up, and then oh, really? Lacey was like, "Yeah," and Lacey's heel again. And thank God. Uh, yeah, maybe this isn't the one they should be doing. Southern racist lady against the black woman. Oh, you're right, dude. I mean, like, I, yeah, oh, I guess yeah. I got caught I, up. I in just thought of that right now. Yeah, um, Lacey should be heel, but like, uh, unless yeah. she literally gets jobbed in the first match, and then the feud is over. Yeah, well, yeah. they only lost the first match they did oh, after yeah. the karaoke thing, and then that's what caused the reaction of yeah. like, give Naomi a chance because she was like jobbed. It's you know, and, yeah, you 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 hope it's a a Becky situation, like yeah, and like, like the response it, to Becky a couple years ago. Yeah, and this can just be like they have had her, and she's been like every time she comes out, she gets a reaction, a, a group of people that check out because they don't see their representation on there, which is I fucking get it. It's like why sometimes yeah. AEW doesn't hit with me because it's like I just see a bunch of white people around. Yeah. No, I get that. And yeah. so it, Yeah, I feel like same yeah, same with like queer representation. Like and yeah. like yeah. there's a thinking about like why like only had like Sonya for a while. Now there's getting a bunch more in like NXT and stuff. It's like and like I was immediately a fan of Sonya Deville just because it was something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I will say like WWE is like doing a, a good job of utilizing like, who's there, um, and then presenting all like they have things going with Lashley, MVP, Cedric, Ricochet, Street Profits, um, then also like Andrade, Angel. They have a lot of different elements. They have multiple women's segments. They have like Nia versus Shayna, uh, yeah. Bailey, Oscar, Sasha, Kyrie stuff. Like there isn't just like Drew versus Dolph, which like white guy versus white guys. Hey, here's where you know I can look at Andrade and Angel. Like cool, like my dudes up there. It's like that's a representation of me, and I can feel that. And little kids like will feel the same way when they get to look up there. So yeah, it's important. Yeah. They need to really focus on that, especially like. They don't have the best track record on things, so as they're making progress, like fucking make some real progress. Even if it's just forced due to like, you know, who's available, like, yeah, run with it. You know, like that's yeah. unfortunately, you know, under capitalism, like progress is usually only made through necessity or financial gain. So like, they can yeah. have both. Dude, I mean, oh my gosh, this this pandemic time, it'll be so interesting to look at all of this, you know, once we're hope in in however many however many goddamn years until we're, you know, back to being around people. But like, uh, it'll be so weird to see what careers got really fucking kickstarted during this time, because uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people who just by by fucking association of showing up um, have have really fucking kickstarted their career. I'm thinking specifically Dexter Loomis. Um, I don't know. Shotzi Blackheart was already getting 
uh, a bit of a recognition, but she's been all over. It's been accelerated. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'd be curious to see where people are at uh, going down the line. Robert Stone, like, has been great. Yeah. He's been so entertaining. I mean, outside of WWE, Evil. <laughs> yeah. Like, Evil is for sure in that spot because... Because he's there? Because he's there. <laughs> and yeah. Kenta, Kenta is not. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Neither's Jay White. Yeah, Kenta and Jay White are not. That would uh, be interesting stuff. Um, but before oh, before we leave Dynamite, I will say next week I'm so excited to see the uh, John Moxley versus Darby Allen for the the title. I'm not. It's why not? Because it's going to be Darby doing a dumb spot a uh, way too soon after getting a concussion, and John Moxley not wrestling good. So I'm not seeing the, the problem. Re- I'm not seeing the problem. The, the reason I am not excited is because they they killed the match before the match was called. MJF did a promo and said he was challenging John Moxley for the title at All Out. Then, after the main event, they made the match: Darby Allen versus John Moxley. They they keep doing this shit. They keep. That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't think about it. They did this with the tag team titles and Best Friends too. Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't get this. Like, there's this really famously like hilarious clip of Kevin Nash describing. Um, the difficulties in being a booker at, in WCW. He's saying, well, then we got this show, then there's the <laughs> next show. Yeah, right. The next show. And, like, he's literally pointing at a calendar. Apparently, AEW needs to look, like, watch that and learn that there's a sequence that dates happen in. Yeah. That's a good so, point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I, but- because you can move the MJF segment the next week open the show with the world title match because you want to start hot, you want to pop a number because apparently all Tony Khan cares about is these ratings, just like he's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it'd be a perfect thing. Darby and Moxley start, and then like the start of hour two, MGF cuts that promo, talking about how like all they do is glad-hand each other for just being the alternative. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah, great. And then challenges John Moxley. Yeah. I guess a great segment comes and buries a company and buries the the champion because he's a heel and he wants to he represents it better. Love it. Um yeah, like the only thing that could make this not like kind of suck, what if Darby just won? Like that's the kind of like you never get that like Companies keep making these mistakes of like ruining single matches when there's like a bigger feud that's going to happen. Like this happens mm-hmm. a lot, especially recently. Um, in every company, what if Darby just won and that was like? I mean, he is know, swerves for the sake of swerves are dumb, and I don't think Darby's ready. But like, yeah, why the fuck not right now? Right, he, I mean, he's he, not ready, and also like, it sucks, but like his character isn't there yet. Because like he they, just he wouldn't be able he wouldn't be the guy to carry the the. They've the name. beaten him too much. That's like he's on a he's coming back from a losing streak. I don't think, but that's I think why I'm kind of I'm excited for the match just because I think they're going to be fucking mean to each other and I like that stuff. I'm excited uh, for the match in a vacuum, like of not how, like outside of storyline. Yeah, you know, like just fair. Like, that's how I'm looking at the it actual too. match. Could be it could be a fun match. Um, 
they just lean into Moxley brawling and Darby trying to like be just an idiot. Yeah. It just bums me out because like every young new guy they, they've done this to and they've beaten them. Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, like they they have these guys Ricky Starks who, who are I mean fucking murdered him. <laughs> that that so concussion. Bad. Oh my god, he that's, murdered him. That's one of the worst looking things I've ever seen. Um, but with these guys, they like they get like a cool reaction. It's like, oh right, those are young guys. You need to build around them, build them up. They put them in these high profile matches to raise their stock. But instead, they all just lose. And so now, when this happens, you see a Jericho versus that. It's like, oh, it'll be fun because Jericho in the ring with them will be really cool. But we'll lose. that's so true. That's very true. And I like. I like Cody being the guy that has the TNT title that gets to showcase all the, the other talent that's around. But if you're going to like subject these guys that you want us to take as like a fucking competitors, free up that title to give it to some like the TNT title to give it to someone like Darby or jungle boy and let them well, have a run with it. I, I understand like doing it like with Cody too, because like, I think it's fun hard, what he's like, doing, the, but the top guys go too. He's yeah. vanilla enough where he's not going to outshine anybody that can actually get over. That's a good point. And yeah. so for people who may not be ready, they're they're going to not outshine Cody. Cody's good. Mm-hmm. Technically sound of the ring, has character, does all that. Um, but for people like an Eddie Kingston, um, Sunny Kiss, like they start, their character and their stuff start can outshine Cody. Because mm-hmm. he is just very technical and he's good like Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And so I like him in that I mean, position. Fittingly, legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Him in that position is perfect. I think for like testing out new talent, because you can kind of have a blank canvas to work next to, but yeah, like having the belt also on him because he can't win the heavyweight belt. Like, I just feel like he's just going to hold it for a while and then it's going to bounce off him, but then right back to him, you know, like the, yeah. it's like uh, RVD with like the TV title and ECW, where like yeah. suddenly that was actually the top title. Well, I said let's throw that FTW title in the fucking mix. Give me some of that. <laughs> in. Give me something. But let's talk about some good wrestling. Let's. I mean, let's talk about some good fucking business. We. I loved watching. So like all yesterday, being Wednesday, I was like, I just like I I. I've been watching wrestling, but like I've been missing something. Uh, obviously, we've all been missing something with wrestling. So I was like, all right, let's see. The fucking match that kicked off NXT with Candice and Dakota versus mm-hmm. Tegan. No. Yep. Tegan nope. and EO. Tegan and Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then that match was so fun. That was so good times. That shiny that wizard was really is fucking fun. That shiny wizard is so fucking good. EO's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, hey, Zach, you can give your thoughts. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay. Word. Uh, bathroom. Um, but, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Did you? What do you think? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was a great match. Um, I, I, yeah, I, like, I agree. Like, I, NXT is my weekly one thing that I'm like, this is going to be good. I'm going to enjoy this. Like, yeah. 
Um, yeah. It's really, I'm, it's the only wrestling I 100% will watch every single week lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I at least like keep up on what's going on, but like, especially, mm-hmm. especially the women's division in NXT. Yeah, it's so good. And I, like, I, I, I'm with, I'm with you. I've been watching in bits and pieces. Uh, like I don't, I try to, but on Wednesdays, I'll either like, I'll look at kind of the, the card of what is going to be on what show. And I'll be, cause Sometimes AEW just seems like it's going to have the wildest, most wacky times. And I'll try to set aside Wednesday nights. Is that my cat? I hope it's not mine because I don't have one. So. Same here. No. Well, then I hope well. that's not Abby making that noisy. So I, oh, me too. Because if, if she's learned to impersonate a cat, you're fucked. Uh, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um. Just talking about like watching which show and stuff. Like well, like, yeah, or just like viewing habits of wrestling right now. Yeah, as of late, trying to 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 parse together the full the full shows. Um, but yeah, the women's division on NXT is always a fucking oasis during the weeks. And uh, and then I don't know if it was right after that match was that Roddy versus Johnny, but that match got my fucking blood bumping, dude. I was fucking my heart rate was up. That was the best match of the night. It was so fun. Yeah, it was the best match. It was the best match of the night, and they can do better. (laughs) Someone tweeted about them getting an Iron Man match, a 60 minute Iron Man match. Oh, fucking yes, please. Like, that'd be a a clinic and cardiovascular fucking uh, physical fitness. Those guys are so, they're just so built to go. And like, They've uh, like Roddy's been in those matches with Dexter Loomis, and they're they are what they are. Um, so him just getting to go out there and but like also the Dexter Loomis stuff also though has shown like Roddy's character work. Like he doesn't always like he's not always good, but when he's doing the right thing, like he was a he was a shitty babyface. Like the those videos they shot of him got him over as a babyface. Yeah, him as a babyface in the ring. Week to week was not was not working. Yeah, he's just like just your standard like when he got in the ring, he's like, "Yeah, let's go." Yeah, yeah, it was very much like, "Yeah, come on, guys, let's do it." No, he's such a good fucking shitty asshole. Just no wiping, just real shitty asshole. Exactly, exactly. He's been wiping his kids too much. And I saw I saw like a meme that's like, "Well, when that match is going on." It's like Roddy the Messiah, the backbreaker. And then they fucking uh, retweeted that picture that Marina posted mm-hmm. of her in a wheelchair the next night after their wedding. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah just that fucking Disney World in a wheelchair. <laughs> Roddy's just like, hey, hey, hey <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it was just so much fun. Yeah. But also, his, yeah, his character work with Dexter Loomis has been just like fucking fun. Like, mm-hmm. What do y'all yeah. think of Dexter? What do y'all think of Dexter Loomis getting that win, getting that fucking uh, Dubsky against Thatcher and uh, Balor? Not what I wanted, but what I expected. Also, um, if it if this spins off to Thatcher versus Balor in an actual feud, then I actually it is what I want because I, I'd, I'd rather have that feud than have either of them in that match that night. They wouldn't win. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the same way. I think they ruined the match they could have had yesterday by including Loomis. Because Thatcher versus fucking Finn would have been so cool. 
and putting Loomis in there, who isn't the best, as well as his character like kind of has him playing a certain thing in the ring. And so he kind of took it down a, a decent amount for me. But mm-hmm. it was still and a fun time. It, it was fun. And, like, I'm still on board with, like, the Loomis, Dexter Loomis, like, character happening right now because we don't have anything else like it in NXT. Like, yeah. And we really haven't had anything exactly like him in NXT in a while. Like, a big, like, old-school-style monster. Yeah. yeah. It's been a minute. Um, and so, like, I'm down with it happening, especially right now when just, like, why not throw some goddamn spaghetti at the wall? It's a, yeah, it's one of the... I'm so glad... I, I'm enjoying Dexter Loomis, but I'm so glad that he's on NXT because I, I, well, his character is, is such that, like, he would... If he debuted on the main roster, uh, it, uh, whatever show, uh, it would be like... It, I could see Dexter Loomis being that real, like, hot thing for the second, like a Rusev day sort of a thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, this guy's weird and he's new. And then the novelty would wear off and he would just end up being like Bray Wyatt's puppet or like, you know, he, he would just kind of sink back into the, the abyss. Yeah. Maybe go like, into the Vitna role. Like what well, his character right now just doesn't feel like something that's super sustainable. Uh, as far as like being interesting as, unless he, he throws more people in trunks I, and gets into stuff like that. They need I, to humanize it just a little bit. But mm-hmm. they need to know how to do it because I during this match, Thatcher had him in a knee bar, and you heard him yell. I heard he yelled like "no," like in pain, like selling it like a normal person would. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they didn't cut it because it it kind of ruined like Loomis. Like in the ring, he should still he should have just been staring at Thatcher. Like yeah, right. Like yeah, it's just like this man doesn't feel pain. Yeah, like, that wasn't the right. Like it was so such an inconsequential way to like produce any humanity to the character. <laughs> yeah, they need to do it like the way they did with mankind back in the mid '90s. It's like almost like he thrived off of pain, and so it's like he's like selling on his face, like oh, but like it's like firing him up, and he's hobbling around if they want to do the whole knee thing. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Loomis, Mrs. Loomis, little boy. Yeah, <laughs> and so just having like. It maybe felt like that where it's like it gives him extra oomph, but also like it's better physically for them. And like, I think that they like have they have a really good like entryway into like doing that with his character with like the weird fucking drawings that he does. Like <laughs> that is a like weirdly human thing, but it's still fucked up. Like it's still so weird like and That's i'm right. on board with that i forgot that he's into the, i forgot that yes and he draws characters that's why he's, he's always really staring odd. he's an artiste he is also you this match has the most diverse like the widest spread of um weird weirdly hot like white wrestler dude that's what that's what like, Katie and I were talking about. That match came on. I was like, "This is a this is a daddy match." That was a it was a daddy match for sure. We had it was like three dads. three different kinds of dads. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, it is really three distinct kinds of dads. Uh, and I I am so fucking down with Timothy Timothy Thatcher. I'm so down with Thatch's Thatch can wrestling. I love that the gimmick they just gave him is that he's just a badass. Yeah. 
I like he and when he speaks, I like the first like couple words, I'm like, what's his accent? I'm like, oh, he's no, it's just like it's it's some sort of he, he's from here, but like he, he there's just something about him that just it feels there's like, something fucked up. There's something fucked about that guy. Exactly. <laughs> like if you yeah. saw Timothy Thatcher in public, like just as a normal person, you go immediately go, there's something fucked up about that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what makes him so fucking good. I mean, that's what makes him a television fucking personality. But yeah, like, you, I, you, I don't know. You know. Like you would like see him at a gas station, like washing his entire car with the school. <laughs> you just be like, what the fuck? Why? Like that and guy. If you, yeah. if you go in the gas station, like you would go to a different aisle if he was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna go away. You just see him staring at the chips, like. Yeah. I love angry. that. <laughs> but you also just want to keep looking because it's like there's something captivating. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's making you very horny. <laughs> and that's the mystery of it all. It's like, that guy scares me, but I want to keep looking at him. And then he continues his two heart gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just going to put you in a home. Let me just uh, stretch you. Let me just fucking stretch out your, your muscles a little bit. Him the fucking rhino. <laughs> Great these days, Vince. You should hire him back again for the sixteenth time. I think Rhino's going to be a talking shop of mania. Oh yeah, talking shop of mania looks out of control. Like, the, bon- the boner I'm, yard match. I'm like, it's fifteen dollars that I will probably end up spending. I don't know if I'm going to watch it live, but I'm going to watch I'm, it. Yeah, I want to get it too. So, want to split something? Let me know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But it, it's going to be a good time um, for that. Let's see. Anything else uh, that's happening in wrestling that we've missed in the last couple of weeks that we haven't talked about? I will say Jake Atlas versus Swerve from last night was so good because they're both so, so athletic. Good. And mm. it's like flippy and cartwheels and all these yeah. really innovative moves. It was so fun. And I mm. like that they're that they're dedicating time for the cruiserweight division there. And it's like, Oh, it says big implications for Santos Escobar. It's like, oh, cool. Like, they're building this up. Yeah. And Swerve is, like, such a good opponent for Atlas because he has the in-ring experience to, like, bridge the gaps between Jake Atlas's, like, super awesome moves, but a little, like, green still, like, the whole match. It was was so good. Yeah, it was so good. Like, they're both so innovative. I love it. It was just a fun time. He like Jake Atlas did basically like the Murphy's Law like off the second rope. That was the wildest move I'd seen. That's fucked up. Yeah, that was cool as shit. Especially with like where they were standing on there and how he flipped them over and like did that. And then the was the JML driver. Yeah, Swerve does looks like just kills people. (laughs) Yeah, like and fusion surgery. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I yeah, you. I just don't want anybody ending anybody's career out there. I think it's safe. It just looks rough. Yeah. It looks debilitating, but yeah, no, it's probably bad. Yeah. Um, sure. other thing I think about, think of is uh, Kyrie Sane. Oh, yeah. Officially okay. is done with uh, wrestling in the U.S. for now. They gave her a great send-off. They gave her the yeah. best send-off I've seen someone get in a long, like, maybe ever. Like mm-hmm. She won her last match against the champ. Yeah, use writing her off to like 
help the storyline, which they need to do. Yeah. You've got to go both go out on top and on her back, like simultaneous. They had a really cool video package they, they have online um, just about her experiences and that, like, like she wants to go back just to be with her family. Not like it, she just, uh, just yeah, got absolutely. married. Like this is yeah. home. Yeah. Like I lit- I legit cried watching that video. Like just it was I can't so- wait to watch it. Yeah, it's like one thing because like Oscar moved her family here. Mm-hmm. Um and like she wanted to come to the state, like Shinsuke did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to come and move to the States where Kyrie wants to go back. Yeah, um, which is fine, and like they gave her a really nice send off. I like seeing it. Um, you could tell that Triple H definitely was a big fan of her because she won the first May Young Classic, was NXT champion, was NXT Female Performer of the Year that year, NXT Overall Performer of the Year. Like he understood the type of uh, wrestler she was and got her on TV quick. Yeah, um, I feel the main roster shouldn't have been as rough as it was for her. But also, like when they did put together the Kabuki Warriors and finally gave them a bit of a run, I thought she did really well in that role. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, they just never realized the potential of her as a babyface. Like, yeah, man, she is like just the most natural babyface. Like, she's been great as a heel, especially paired with Oscar. It's been great. Um, but man, like they just never like fulfilled that potential in the main roster at all. Yeah, and so it's cool to see them like. They're like, hey, like we're not gonna just bury you on the way out. You're not gonna get any Uzi hot or whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. And so it's cool. I like when business is done like that. Because then it makes me happy because it shows that not everybody involved in wrestling is just gonna be the most bitter person after. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Regardless of the promotion that they're in. Like and I was, I was talking about like impact and how much he fucking like thought at the end of it and how disrespected he was. People talking about Paul E and ECW or obviously everybody talking about like WWE or like Dave Boysmith Jr. talking about Gato fucking pretending he didn't know how to speak English. <laughs> yeah. Or like just the millions of WCW stories of like oh my God, sitting at home know. or like for a year. Like still collecting a paycheck, like just weird shit, or just like mm-hmm. getting, or on the opposite end, getting fired by fucking FedEx. FedEx. Yeah, like Steve with Steve Austin now. Um, and so having having an, like a a nice happy like little bow on this, just yeah, little feel good moment for sure. Yeah, and plus like the way like both are leaving this relationship like you know in a positive way like. And and do, giving her this send off, and plus the way they like put together that video at the end, he says something like "see you soon" and like "bon voyage," uh, or like the last words in the video. I yeah. in two years, he's going to get the biggest Royal Rumble pop. Like, oh, oh man, that's going to be like huge. And oh, like, yeah, whether she's like a- back for a run or not, like. For sure. It's not yeah. the last time we've seen her. Or if they do, like, you know, like another May Young classic, or like they were talking about doing like a Queen of the Ring tournament. They do oh, something cool. like that. And, like, or another, like, yeah. Another like evolution would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even just like a uh, like house shows in Japan. Like, like for her family and everything to be able to come and see her, like, in that level. Uh, and be like, hey, like, come as a big surprise and fucking tag with Oscar or something, you know? Like, one yeah. night only, Kyrie Sane's back and, like, it's her elbow and the, like, and 
He's yeah, a cool. jobber. Um, that also reminded me, actually, another thing to talk about. Lethal Lottery AEW. That's what it's called, right? And that is what it is called, but I'm not sure. What is it? So they're, is they're like, they're the just women's flipping up. Yeah. Oh. It is a WCW gimmick. I, it is. I can't remember what it was called um, oh. over there. It had another alliterative name. Um, I hate it already because hyping it up for the last couple of weeks and said that it's going to all be online on Monday. Yeah, it's not going to be on dynamite, and I'm like, that is the most. Then why un- do it? It's the most on-brand fucking thing. They're trying to expand. Yeah. You know, like on one hand, I can see like them being like, oh, like let's try to like expand our brand to more digital content and stuff like that. Like, I I get that aspect of it, um, and I can even see them being like, oh, it's a like we're showing respect to the women's division by like doing this, like trusting them to expand our brand, but then. Like, no, just put them on TV. Like, yeah, because if you, it's like, it's, it's obvious. If you make people go seek something out, they're like more likely, obviously not going to do it. So if it's like, oh, go online on Mondays, you already got so many people who are interested. Be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to. That's Mixed Master Challenge. Like Mixed Master Challenge was so fun. Yeah. But I would still forget to watch it. Yeah. Like, even though it was like, honestly, one of like the most entertaining things going at that time just because it was so weird and not canon yeah um, and, <laughs> they were like allowed so much like yeah that you got to, to you got to kind of just watch them have fun that was the best part of it um what they should do is put it on dynamite and also put it online and really try to target people who aren't watching the show like mm-hmm. basically say like hey look at this you can see more stuff like this if you watch our show um like use that as the way of trying to bring people in, but like even if people are like you know big fans of like women's wrestling who don't really care about AEW might go online to watch it, but that doesn't mean they're going to start watching Dynamite. Yeah, it's it's just like such an like an on brand thing because it's like, when they first started. It's like oh we're gonna our women's division's gonna be great this this and that, and it's like they've really expanded like two characters in that. Mm-hmm. Um, like where they have any depth, um, they're all just kind of like multi-person matches. You then find out who fights the champ if you or big show. How they get the number one contenders every time. Um, uh, and so, yeah. like when they announced this, at first I was like, "Oh, this is just going to be a vehicle for the Nightmare Sisters," which sucks, but it's fine because it'll be cool to have more women's matches on AEW instead of just standard one or two segments. Um, but then when they're like, it's going to be all online, it's like, that's so on brand. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, it is. Where it's just like, oh, like they don't like, they don't realize that they've constantly like devalued their women's division by how they book it and where they book it. Because mm-hmm. they book like the women's matches after like a big fucking car crash match where the women's match is going to go out there and be like seven, eight minutes long. It's like, oh, come on. Like, you're putting this on the show to lose. Yeah, um, yeah I know, huh? And then it's like, you do this and you announce this tournament. It's like, cool, like you can really put a spotlight on this division, um, get something super hot going. So and the next year, as fans are able to come back or whenever they can, like this is going to be running on all cylinders. But then you just put it on the, the internet. Which yeah. like, I understand like 
the Mae Young Classic and stuff was on the internet too. But they, they put it in the spot where their cult classic show is. But the fans that would want to watch like the Mae Young Classic were going to watch it because like, they would just show it along like with NXT. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fans who are into this already seek this out. So they're going to stay for this. They yeah. Had a good, they had a good lead in. And so when, like, to me, that makes more sense than just putting on a whole new day. Like before, Monday, like before Raw goes on the air. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. Yeah. It's not a great, it's not a good idea. <laughs> and so like the premiere time of it is going to be shitty for a lot of people who are going to be like barely getting off of work or whatever. When mm-hmm. Raw starts, and that's what they're used to watching. So we'll just turn it on Raw. Are not going to have that great of numbers because of that, like, as far as like premiere numbers and stuff. So, like, yeah. I, I'm just angry at that. Get rid of all that aside, I'm excited to see what they're going to do because it seems like a wild time. Yeah, no, it's true. It's very true. I, I do. I, I will seek it out to watch it, but it's just one yeah. of those things where it's like you you are setting it up to fail by not. I don't know. Put it up. Make it the full all at AEW Dark. I don't know. Something make that people it, at least already know about. Make it feel fucking important. Just make it feel like it's yeah. on the level of like the Bucks and Kenny and Cody and Hangman and all these other people. Or at least make it feel on the level of fucking like FTR and like Butcher the Blade. Yeah, it, they they possess that not stuff. It's not. Yeah. Like and, if they if they really like want to use this to like push out you know expanding platforms and their you know their reach and stuff, put like put matches from it on all of their platforms, including Dynamite. Like put the, you know your biggest you know match of the first round, whatever, on Dynamite, and then some lower level ones on Dark, and then on on Monday if you want to expand to there. You know? Yeah, like don't just silo it away like because like they're missing such a big demographic even though like they could have this like they there's a big cross-section of wrestling fans who are those weird shimmer fans that want to seek out like women's wrestling for whatever reason they like it Mm -hmm. and they're not giving that to anybody so it's like they're not going to go seek this out um you have it's like the same with like the creepy joshi fans like if they would like focus on some more Joshi talent when things open back up more than they did previously. Again, there's a whole subgroup of that they're missing out on. They're also missing out on like younger, like younger like fans that like gravitate towards these characters. It's like Akara Shida apparently is like this multi-talented like singer, piano player, like is crazy like fucking um talented person in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fucking what hilarious. do we know about? What do we know about her on this show? She's a good wrestler. That's it. Yeah. And she knows Kenny Omega. Like those are her big qualities. And it's like, no, like build her up and make her feel important. Make her feel like you're talking about like the women's title and the heavyweight title are on the same level. Like when Shayna Baszler was holding the NXT title, like she felt like as a champion on the same level. Oscar was holding that women's championship in NXT. He felt on the same level as any of the male stars that were holding the men's title because they gave you segments and matches and time and development. Yeah. And 
we don't get that at all. We but really one, don't. Like the one person like, we know is Brit, and yeah. that took her having to turn heel and changing everything that they initially did was he's a dentist. Yeah, it's like don't give us so much of shit like whatever the fucking inner circle Brady Bunch thing was. Like that stuff's entertaining, oh but I would gladly sacrifice that to give us a segment where it's like, oh, I wonder what, oh, I wonder what other shit is going on backstage with like, yeah, with Sheeta. Uh, I mean, you get with Britt Baker, the role model stuff. Yes, um, they do have segments, but then it's like, yeah, but showcase more, more people. Yeah, and showcase more of the people that you are even showcasing. Like we're talking with Sheeta, like. Like, Hikaru Shida could reach so many different, like, demographics and issues of people, like, based on, like, how, like, you said you were saying, like, how talented she is. Like, she also, like, I've looked this up because I, like, can remember, but she does, like, cosplay shit. And it's, like, in, in that, like, world, too, which is, like, that's such an easy road to make from wrestling to those fans that I don't think is, like, that connection isn't always there. But, like, God, bring those anime dorks into wrestling and they will all love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And they will ride hard for it. And also the perverts that like cosplay. Gotta get the pervert. You gotta get the pervert demo, the Tony. The you gotta get the pervs, Joshi. Tony. <laughs> They're all kind of an intersecting Venn diagram. Uh, Shida, yeah, Shida even understands that demographic and like like uses it on like there's on her social media to like get more followers and sell her fucking cosplay outfits and shit like fuck yeah you go you hell yeah why don't you get this yeah and there's just it just bums me out it's like what like they want to push Penelope forward what do we know about her aside that she is the bad girl a super bad girl that she's with Kip Sabian yeah, yeah, there's no depth, even though she's charismatic and has a character that she can play. What else do you know about her? Yeah, yeah, re- seriously. I mean, in reality, like AEW, like for all the jokes, they did kind of start as a t-shirt company, and basically all their characters boil down to something that could go onto a t-shirt, and nothing. But they don't go past that, like. They don't develop a character that then gets something over enough to be fucking Austin 316. Right. They go, ooh, let's write, let's come up with what my next catchphrase is. What, mm-hmm. like, you know, you see t-shirt designs come out the day that fucking say a promo with a phrase on it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. So they, like, had a designer whip this up already because they are planning on doing it and hoping it would get over. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, no, get us to that point with these characters, like, naturally. Don't just, like, try to force it. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's never going to happen. I just, like, I don't know. I, I just can't answer the, like, what do I know about in-character, like, people? And it's, like, nothing. Like, there's just, everybody's so on the surface, and that's it. It's, like... I just wanted, like, when you know more, they did a, an NXT, a character piece on um, Bronson Reed. And it's like, this is why I should care about him. Yeah. And it's great. It's like, he's likable. Like, like, you show that he's, like, he's trying to, like, make things right with his girl because she paid for him to, like, go to wrestling school and stuff and follow his dream. 
and now he's able to do it and provide more. Like, fuck yeah, man. Like he's the a good thick dude. Thick boyhood dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I fucking love that in his promo. Yeah, the thick great. boyhood dream. Yeah. I, I just, love that. And now it's like, oh, cool. Like he's not just the thick boy who's a good wrestler. It's like, oh, there's. I know a little bit more about him. I want like, him to succeed. We talked about the Roddy promo from like a few years ago. And it's like it made you, made him, even though he's not the best babyface in the ring, it made people care about him. And it covered that up because you're like, fuck, I'm fighting for that guy. That guy's mm-hmm. cool. The Kushida one they did, they do yeah. really good jobs of giving you reasons to care about for their character. Like even like a random like two-minute thing they did with Asuka. I remember this so vividly like when she was kind of here in NXT. Is it when she's at a pool? Uh, no, that one was also great. But she's in, like, uh, a car was driving her, and she was just so over everybody. Oh, I remember that, like, yeah. I'm the best, but then, like, opens the door. Hey, ha-ha, yeah. Uh-huh. That's so good. And then, yeah, like, all the same turns, yeah, and turns in, it's just like, ugh. Just, like, and so like, over it, yeah. Just that, like, this champion who is so good, and everybody loves her, and she... It just adds depth. I want depth. Yeah. I need yes. more steak with my sizzle. Give us sizzle with the steak. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Is that, that's Thank not bad. Uh-huh. Who even knows how, long, how much has happened? I don't know. But I will say this. And if you've made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. Oh, Dominic Mysterio has been beating Seth to death with. Uh, yeah. Oh, he beat the, he. He can take a hell of a beating. And also, he swung that cane harder than I've seen anything in a while. Yeah. Like Barry Bonds, like prime juice era swing. Fucking Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, <laughs> fucking... Fucking Sammy Sosa, dude. Okay. Yeah, you did it. Fucking... Yeah, fucking... Mark McGuire, dude. Yeah, okay. Y'all, yeah. Are y'all aware of what Sammy Sosa looks like these days? It's frightening. It scares me. It's weird. We don't, don't need to get into it. it. I it's I don't even know how to get into it, but <laughs> it's it's not the time. Not the time, not and the I'm time, not, not the, the person, place. but it's it's fucked up. It is. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, it's getting the old go home cue. Oh, but there's some fun stuff. I didn't even ooh, I haven't even told y'all this. I've been I've been chitting and chatting. And I think we might have a fun little special guest coming up uh, on the, the show here in the near future. So keep an eye out for that. And we've talked a little bit about in this, uh, uh, this time of craziness and wrestling, maybe doing some more sort of uh, episodes based around, you know, deep, deep, different deep dives and whatnot. Yeah. Go back to the format we promised a year ago. And and then just fell apart. Then AEW then shit got, happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we got some stuff coming down the pipe for you. Maybe but, we should uh, actually finish the uh, Russell Boys Classic too that we started a year ago. Uh, <laughs> I think we should start over. There's some people we can immediately eliminate. But let's just look. Well, I only know of one person who's been canceled out of that. Yeah. And I think really <laughs> That's true, her. dude. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, we should just plow through it and finish it in one. Absolutely. In so we'll go. I we'll, also we'll, have another guest. I had, potential guest. I, we'll see. I'll tell you guys about it. It's a, a weird. I got a weird DM. We'll we'll talk uh, off him. Yeah. Uh, off off the pod. Off record. 
But yeah, good business. Hey, Fade. Yeah. Anyways, uh, happy Miro Day, everyone. Happy Miro Day, everybody. He's blonde now. Oh, last thing we didn't talk about. Y'all see the Adam Cole, Pat McAfee stuff? I thought that was fun. It's fun watching Adam Cole say fuck. It is fun. I love love the work, and I love that it worked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I watching that video, I'm like, wait, did anybody actually think this was the the real deal? Anyone who yes. believes it's the real deal, 100 uh, percent, did not see that McAfee was it. Like, came after McAfee was talking shit to him for using undisputed air to win matches. Like, yeah, it's like, well, it's pre, it's predetermined, bro. Yeah, and they're the same people that like this is real. Like, he, he he's such he's so soft. Blah, blah. It's like, oh, you think it's real, and they're talking about the yeah. Like I, but like man, it, it is a really well put together work. Like obviously, it got it. It people believed it. Also, like there have been reports in the past that the two didn't like each other. They I, yeah, maybe, work. maybe they don't. But they probably yeah. aren't the best of friends. But like that's been their gimmick every time they're on cameras. Yeah, but you say Adam Cole said fuck like four times, and that was fun. Like fuck your fucking show. I wish it had been Rosenberg. Sam Roberts. Just <laughs> both of them. Fuck both of you. All right, and fuck all of you listening. I'm just kidding. Y'all are cool. Sam Roberts is a father. Sometimes I remember that, and that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad. But I'm Peter sad Rosenberg now. has a corgi and bear, so. Well, Peter to- Rosenberg isn't as annoying anymore. Good for him. He's the reason. <laughs> he's the big reason why I got back into wrestling. Oh, yeah. Happy Blonde Miro Day, everyone. Uh, yeah, happy Blonde Miro Day. Uh, WrestleBoys316 says, uh, fuck. Uh, this is, uh, woo, woo, woo. Matt, Matt, Matt. Yay. 